Yes, we are back. Hashtag off the cuff pod. Come on. Your boys false forever. Mr. Vance. This is episode 139, Vance. Yeah, man. Getting those milestones in slowly. Listen, man, we're in deep. We're in deep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Pause. Whoa, whoa. What have you started on? We're in too deep, man. I want to say thank you to everyone that listened last week. We dropped some wonderful news. Live show announcement. Yes. We've only been out a week and uh, you love showing us a lot of love. Well, thank you to all our listeners who've gone out and bought tickets. Just a reminder to everybody out there, our live show, our first independent live show on our own is on the 5th of August. That is at Siegfried von Underbelly in Hoxton. Tickets are available on, on Eventbrite. Best place to buy tickets from. Um, we've got a guest in the building. Yes. You want to introduce yourself? I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you do the honours. <laughs> it's not exciting. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm Mark McIver, a.k.a. Slider Cuts. I'm here with the Off The Cuff podcast. It's yes. an honour, privilege to be invited here. If you guys have not seen it before, they have got a very, very, very nice studio. Yeah, so um, they're doing well because this must cost money. <laughs> I want to make it sound glamorous in that. I, I really want to, you know, like go off the back of what you're saying, yeah, but like all the podcasts recorded here. <laughs> So we're going to cut that a bit and we're going to use it for something else. <laughs> so thank you very much. That was amazing. But there's a lot of podcasts that are recording this space. A lot of oh, people use Jukebox, yeah. Yeah, a lot it's, of people it's, use this. It's, it's a known space for podcasts. But nevertheless, it's still nice. Yeah, yeah it's lovely. They're doing yeah, it proper. Yeah, yeah it's very you know, nice. As I said, it? before we, the mics came on, I was like, yeah, I was expecting like old school pirate radio. <laughs> <laughs> Half a leather sofa. <laughs> yeah, a couple of just sitting in the corner. There. <laughs> yeah, no a couple, couple of sticky mandem in the corner just waiting until you finished. You know, you know, the piece of wood against the door in case someone tries to break in. And... <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got to be careful. <laughs> We're located. You still have stuff to be careful. Still in Grove. Yeah. <laughs> still elaborate Grove. So you got to be very careful. I want to say, when we start, I want to say thank you for coming down. Much appreciate for giving us your time. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know, I think one of that really start paying attention to you. We were saying before we start recording, um, I'm a fan of a lot of things. So cut the chat. Is based essentially out of your bar- your barbershop. The barbershop which I co-run. Which, which you co-run? co-run with with Damon, who is yeah. one of the founders of, of Cut the Chat. And um that's when I kind of first become familiar with you guys. Yeah. Yourself, himself, Ace, yeah, Little yeah. Man, mm. Femi, everyone. Yeah. Um and I don't know what the transition was. You can tell me better than the probably I can explain to everyone. I just started seeing a lot more activity online. I was like, okay, because naturally, with us, a lot of us with social media, I don't know it is, America is at the forefront of a lot of things we do. Mm. Yeah. So you see a lot of the big hair pages and shape-ups, trims and stuff online. And then there was a slight little transition where people started paying attention. Okay, look, start recording your trims. Start mm. posting them online. And you're one of the first people that I saw really utilize social media in that way. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> is that accurate? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's accurate because you're the. If I'm the first person you saw, yeah. I can't say you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> can't say no, you didn't see. Slider's want to take his accolades. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, take your accolades, man. Bro, collect, collect, man. Collect, collect those accolades, man. There's other people doing. There's other people doing things. So I don't want to be like, you know, acting like I'm the only one. There's other people doing things, but obviously you saw me first. Yeah. So that's why I'm on the podcast, and they're not. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Come on, the real you's coming out. Right? It's only been five minutes. <laughs> give us like a little bit of a backstory, like why you started barbering and your history? Well, I started barbering because of um, poverty, to be honest. My mom never took me and my brothers to the barbershop. Mm. So I was getting haircuts at home from my older brothers, from my mom, just like 
dead haircuts. Like mm. my mum would just give me like a skinhead and it probably was patchy. Probably wasn't uh. all like proper skin. And I'm in secondary school now because I went to like all the all the primary schools I went to were all like w- like majority white primary schools. Okay. Mm. So um, they probably wouldn't have really seen what a good haircut looked like. But oh, so you was blending in because they didn't really know any better. <laughs> they didn't know any better, but they understood that there was something wrong with the haircut I was getting because it's all skin. Like this boy, this bald headed <laughs> this nine year old. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and obviously my mom used to let my hair grow out wild and then she just cut it all off so there's always extremes it's kind of mm. like your hair's looking wild and messy and now you just it's uh, all off all off and I remember going into school one day and I got the bald head haircut and one of the teachers said to me oh that's a nice haircut nice but the, the way she said it though like I remember at the time feeling awkward like it I mm. knew she was like, yeah. silence, like yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's like interesting. Why would a teacher do that though? Like, I guess she couldn't help. I guess she just was just kind of like, oh, whoa. What she wanted to tell you for time and then it just finally came out. <laughs> you know, she was like, whoa, right. You know, it's a bald head. You know, but yeah, so that was happening. Went to this secondary school, St. Aloysius. Shout out to St. Aloysius Mandem. And um, like half the year was like black. Like, you know, half the year, maybe even more than half the year was just black. Yeah. So then it's like, I've seen all of these other kids with fades, shape-ups, lines, all this kind of stuff there. So I was just fascinated looking at everyone like, rah, I want one of those haircuts. Yeah. But you know, I want one of those haircuts and I couldn't mm. get one of those haircuts. So I thought, you know, I'm gonna try it myself. Went home, took the clippers, picked up the clippers, tried to cut my hair. I don't know what I was trying to do, to be honest. You know, like I have no, had no clue what I was doing, Yeah. but I decided to pick up the clippers to try something mm. and it just went wrong. I had to take all my hair off. And the bad thing was about all my hair being cut off was that when I went to St. Aloysius, it was a strict Catholic school. I don't know why being Catholic actually, being a Catholic school has anything to do with this, but it was a strict school. So they had these hair regulations, which meant you couldn't have your hair too low. I know exactly what your friends mm. I went to St. Thomas Apostle College. Yeah. In um, Queens or Peckham and exactly the same thing. They had really strict rules with regards to like your haircuts. Yeah, couldn't have it too low. So I cut all my hair off then I got suspended from classes. So I got a messed up haircut, a haircut I didn't want, right? Had to yeah. cut my hair off. And then I got suspended from classes for like three, four days. So my hair like grew back to a acceptable level. That's so wild, days, you know. Because, that, that's wild. You know, but it didn't stop me. When I, again, just kept on going, kept on going. I messed myself up so many times. I remember some of the, I remember one time I pulled back my hairline about an inch, right? So then when it was kind of growing back a little bit, it was like the dark patch at the front. I remember like this Filipino kid, I don't know why he's, where he's from means anything, but I just, his mm. name was Michael. I remember his team and he goes, What's up with your head? Because he just saw this big, because <laughs> he just saw this big kind of like um, dark patch, dark at, the front, patch yeah. at the front of his head. He just like, so you see a dermatologist? <laughs> What's up with your head? <laughs> but I didn't stop because then I still didn't have no money to go to the barber shop. So, so you had to make it work regardless. So I had to make it work, but then I just started getting better. Yeah. Literally, just started getting better. The more and more I cut my hair, started getting better. Then I started cutting like my little cousin. He started living with me from Nigeria. Started cutting his hair. Then every now and then. Like I started cutting my little brother's hair every now and then. But what my brother was doing was he would get haircuts for me, right? And then he'd go to the barber shop and pay like two, three pounds to get it fixed up. Yeah, okay. Get <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, me, yeah. he was like, you know, he was hustling the system, you know. So I just started getting better over the years. So it was just a hobby I was doing. Then people around my area started coming to me. Then it's like, I'm, let's say I'm 16, 17 now. And people are like, you know, if you can't make it to the barber shop, like go see Slider, because that's my nickname. Yeah. Like, you know, go see Slider. So they come to my house, I give them a shape up. And they just started like growing from then. It grew you know? organically from that space. Just, yeah, it just grew organically. It wasn't like a career I was chasing. It just came from me having no money to go to barbershops, but also being very fascinated because obviously my, my younger brother didn't have money to go, go barbershop, mm. but he didn't pick up the clippers. Yeah. But I feel like I was always fascinated because what I do remember before I even picked up the clippers 
was in like the back of my textbooks, I used to draw shape ups, how I thought shape ups should look in the back of my textbooks. When everyone, I was still doing the tags like everyone else was doing, but yeah. I used to draw shape ups. I used to be fascinated, and that's why I was staring at other people's haircuts as well because mm. I was there was something about it that really kind of caught my eye. So I realized that I was interested in barbering before I ever even picked up the clippers. Yeah. You know, when I look back on it now and I look at yeah, those man, things. Man like, is drawing shape-ups at the back of the, the textbook, you know. Yeah, he's drawing, yeah. Open up the textbook, you see your back yeah. of shape-ups. Yeah, he's always like, this is how shape-ups should look. And, I, and I'd never even cut, cut hair or anything like that. But I used to look at people's hair and say, yeah, a shape-up should look like look this, should way. look like that. Imagine you know? like being in the classroom, yeah, and then you look to your side and then slide is there just clocking your shape-up. <laughs> Thinking it shouldn't look like that. It shouldn't look like that. In my textbook, this is what it should look like. <laughs> Oh, mate. And that's how I just grew from there, you know, then I'm 18 years old, cutting quite a few people from my area now. And my brother used to go to the shop, which I co-run now. Yeah. He used to go there like every week to get his haircut. So but I'm missing out some parts. Like when I was probably about 15 or something like that, or 14 or 15, something like that, I went and got my first haircut in a barbershop because, you know, I remember, I can't remember, I got five pounds from somewhere. And I was like, yes, this is me. I'm going to get a haircut. So then every now and then I'd get a haircut when I'd, when I'd find money. So I was cutting my hair in between that. Okay. But it might be like, it came to a place where maybe I was cutting my hair like a few times a year, four times a year in a barber shop. Then the other times I was cutting my hair. That's not myself. a bad ratio. Some of us are getting trimmed like every 10, 10, 11 days at this rate. You know what? I was wood And then at that time, it came to a place when I was 16, I was cutting my hair every three days. Wow. Raw. So yeah, there's, there's you like in the that. shape up, innit? <laughs> so you wanted that years, fresh line. For years, I was cutting my hair every three days. Like, you know, so um, my brother... Going, I'd been to this barbershop then I was, I, was, I was you know I used to go there every now and then to get a haircut and my brother was going there and he said to me I'm better than one of the barbers in the shop so I saw Damon who's the manager who's mm. you know from Cut the Chat and for a joke I just said to him oh um, I'm better than one of your barbers and he's like okay cool you know come take his place then if you're yeah. better come take his place that's a cutthroat boy you know and I was just like rah I wasn't expecting this response <laughs> 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 that's what you get for hey. and then you I just got, got you know, I was like rah I'm joking it's like it's kind of walked off and then every time he saw me for months he's just like so when you come to take his place okay. when you come to take his place when you come to take his place and long and short of it just cut the story short you know one day um, I accepted I said okay you know I'll come in because I thought you know what they put so much pressure on me now that if I because my thing was I was scared I was scared that I would mess someone up as well. I'm like, I can't go cut a real client in the mm. shop. But he's like the part of the like part and parcel of the process. Like obviously us at the age we're now, I'm not taking like the the, the, the barber back. in the shop. Not now, <laughs> innit? Well, you got to humble yourself. No, 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 no. Donny at the back, like <laughs> do you wanna cut? No, 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 no. Anytime you those are the barbershop rules. Anytime you walk into a shop, the guy that's literally chasing you down, we saying you want to trim. Big man, I come here all the time. I've got my one guy who cuts my hair. I lie. <laughs> if you're the, if you're offer, if you're approaching me for the haircut. I'm less inclined to go to you. Yeah, but it'd be more so the younger people which will go to that junior barber. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it'll get he'll get all the kids in that. Yeah. So for for because they don't know the protocol, innit? And also when it's like a social experiment for them. Yeah. Because he knows. Because (laughs) plus the parents people see like like typically when like parents let's say especially mothers which majority of the times are bringing their the sons to get their hair cut they ain't got a clue what's going in there they don't know what's going on one a lot of times and two they can't be bothered to wait for hours and there's someone ready right then yeah Mm, yeah, there are mothers which are kind of like they're really particular what I found is the African mothers did not care (laughs) (laughs) they were like my mum Take it all off. It's <laughs> one level, one level. Got to skin it off. <laughs> yeah, I found maybe the more the Caribbean parents, they were a bit more kind of like clued up mm. on you know. I can't no, lie. You want to fade? You want this? It was always the Caribbean boys had the extra lines and 
dissing their hair, the patterns. Mumsy, because it's a similar situation. She was cut my hair for years. Mm. And I just had enough one day, innit? <laughs> and she, but the day I had enough, the only reason why she was like, yeah, cool, go to barbershop is because she was graduating. She's like, I'm going to take the barbershop. We're going to go there. So I've obviously, my yeah. boys be already been going there. So I knew who I wanted to go to. Mm. Yeah. Same thing, got in there, she said, who's free? I'm looking yeah. like, listen, big man in the corner. <laughs> I know he's the one that, that cuts the hair well. Just sat me in the chair there. She yeah, just, just skin him down. Yeah, now nah, Pops used to take me barbers from early. So like, you know what I mean? He, he made sure that things were patterned. There was a time where he would try and, and cut me and then um, one of his nephews was living with us. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I cut hair. I used to cut back home. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah, nah. But they were like, yeah, you're getting a haircut here. We're not, are, you, are you paying for it? I was like, no. All right, then you're going to get a haircut right here. And I'm like, ah, cool. And it was the worst stream ever. And then I made a fuss. I kicked up a fuss. And then because like my mum, yeah, she's like the one that sympathises with us, yeah. So she was just like, yeah, 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 we're just going to take you back to the barbers because <laughs> this is not on. <laughs> and we've all been there. You get the home trim. And you just got to go back and correct it. Yeah. Because, bruv, like, you're going to what? school and then obviously everyone else has got, like, fades, fades night ticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lines. And then you come in with no shape up, <laughs> no fade. <laughs> it's like a bowl. You're better just growing, <laughs> growing your hair. <laughs> growing out your you natural curl pattern. Well, so that's I was the thing. Like, he was trying. He was trying to give you the style. He was trying to give you a skin fade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice, long man. And he, working with parents as well, you can't be too upset because like, what you don't appreciate my effort. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I have did this. I did this for you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> because they don't understand the pressures, isn't it, that you get at school and stuff. Mm. They don't, and they don't care. Yeah, you know I mean, they just think so. to yourself, you know, just get education. Everything else is irrelevant. We don't care about anything. African people generally don't care about anything. You can say, well, let's say back then, you could say anything. You could say they're teasing me. You mm. know, you could say I'm getting bullied because of it. Mm. You could say what you could. Depression. What is depression? Fa- fa- <laughs> <laughs> <In> it, facial <laughs> books. <laughs> Only now my mom's starting to understand depression because of the line of work she's in. Early nineties, early two thousands. There's no <laughs> such thing as depression. <laughs> Go and pray. That's, it. <laughs> that's that's the rebuttal to everything. Well, Jesus depressed. <laughs> <laughs> What was the response like from your African prayers when you tell her you want to be a barber or that like, I'm cutting hair? Do you know what? How, how did that conversation go? I didn't have that conversation because um, it happened over a slow period. Okay. So I was cutting hair, then I was doing like part time while I was in college. So I was mm. doing college full time and cutting hair outside of that. So my mom was happy about that because yeah. I'm bringing in money. I'm not asking her for any money or anything, yeah. anything like that. And, and you've been proactive to get your money. You're not doing yeah. it the wrong way as well. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm working. So she had no issue with that. So I finished college now. And then I was doing performing arts and I didn't want to go and, and do that in in uni. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to carry on working for now, full time. And then when I figure out what I want to do, I'll go back to uni or go to uni. So there was never a point when there was like, there was a conversation with me and my mom because it kind of just gradually happened. She saw me when I was cutting hair in the house when I was like 14 years old. And she mm. saw me at 16 and I got all these other, these kids from around the area coming to cut hair now. Yeah. And then you now you see me that I'm working in a shop part-time and then it's like, I'm not doing oh, this in okay. uni, cool. You know, so okay, you're just working. So it's kind of like, it just kind of just- It was gradual. It just happened. I know like she wouldn't have been happy with the idea of thinking, does he want to be a barber? But I don't think she really came to that real thought process because- You didn't hit her for a little while. Because it wasn't like an overnight thing, I want to be a barber. And also it's now, we're giving you money and things like that. It comes mm. to say, you know, oh, we're giving you money. Oh, they're mm. helping you out with this and stuff like that. So right now, 
you're you're nice. Yeah. Not nice, not like I'm saying we we you know we retired our mum or anything like that. <laughs> you know, when I was twenty, I retired my mum. No. <laughs> retired mum's off the shape up. <laughs> you know, but so it wasn't like we never had that conversation. Yeah. There's only one time where she ne- she never said this, but I think it is. You know, she said to me I was at my uncle's house, and they're just saying to us, you know, so what are you guys doing now? And everyone's saying what they're doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm cutting hair, I'm a barber. And my mum said to me after, you know, why did you tell him what you're doing? No way. You know. And I was like, like, why not? That's what I'm doing. And she just said, oh, it's not his business. You know, that was all she said. You think deep down a little bit, she was a little, a little bit embarrassed. I thought, man, I th- in my head, I think maybe she was. Because also I can understand, you know, in Nigeria, being a barber back then anyway, wasn't a respectable job. It's like, mm. a, poor, like a poor man's job. So kind of like, you don't make no money from it. It's not respectable. Mm. It's, not, it's not glamorous. Nobody cares. So I don't think she even understand. doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think she understand even in this country, it's... To be fair, back then as well, because I'm talking about about 10 years ago, this, this mm. conversation happened 10, yeah. 11 years ago, maybe 11 years ago. So back then in this country still, like black barbering still wasn't actually really respected either. Mm. So she didn't say nothing to me, but I thought maybe she was thinking a bit kind of like, you know, like I thought maybe she was a little bit embarrassed. But I don't if know. You, if you turn around and say, yeah, yeah, don't worry, uncle, I'm studying. She would have been like, yeah, studying. <laughs> you know, but... Now she's educated. She's like one of my biggest fans. If I put anything on Facebook, she gives the longest every. I don't know where she gets the time and the energy from. Every picture. Getting your parents on Facebook is a madness, you know. Every Anything picture. you do, like they'll. they'll yeah, I just... have to block some of my family members on Facebook. I can't do it. <laughs> it gets too much, man. So, um, when was like the 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 transition, like the real transition, where you got to? So obviously. You tell um, my fella you got to the shop. Yeah, you got to the shop. You replaced eventually. No, I didn't, re- I didn't replace him. You didn't replace him, He was man. still working there. He was oh, still okay. working. Oh, take us back there. So he was still working there. <laughs> he, he had a, he had a, he had a, there was another chair. There was like a spare chair there. So that's why we were both working there. He know, he never he didn't know that I said that, though, about him. Oh, All right. Hopefully he is it now. He's not a barber anymore. So he, <laughs> All right. He's not even a barber anymore. I retired him. I'm joking. <laughs> 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 we don't speak about him no more. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. They're not around no more. <laughs> He just, he stopped cutting hair like after a few years. He was, you know, he was cool. Like even when I was there, he used to, he used to tell me things and help me out with little things as well. Okay. So there was no like even tension because he didn't, he didn't, he never knew I ever said that. Mm. So I'm working there now. I started, I was, I just turned 18, literally the month before, so it was January, whatever year it was, I just turned 18 in December. Mm. I'm working there now, just learning, just getting better, you know, watching everybody. I'm not getting no, I'm not getting no customers. So I'm just there sitting there all day watching the other barbers, but it wasn't never. It was never stressful for me because I was. I don't know. I was just so excited by the idea of one of just being in this position of being like a barber in a shop, and I came from no money. So when I, I remember when I was making like thirty pounds a week or like you know thirty five pounds a week or something like that. I, I was guessed. I remember going to my friends and being like, "Yeah, I got money." I remember having like thirty pounds in my pocket and being like, "I'm the man." Because right now, if I want to buy KFC, I'll buy KFC. KFC. Yeah. For me and the man. <laughs> you, know, if you know, if you want to buy a pizza, a whole pizza, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, and that's, and because I came from like no money and I never ever got involved in like illegal activities to make money, it's kind of like now I'm working and I'm making money. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm nice in it. So I'm, I'm doing that and I'm excited. So I'm just watching everybody. I'll, I'll be there the whole day watching Damon, watching Frankie, watching the barbers, just learning. I get one haircut, cool, I'll do it. So that was going on. And I, for years now, you could say I went up to. So I got to the age of like 23, about that age now. And this is how the stage when I became like co-manager because Damon was the manager. Okay. And just to cut a long story short, 
I became co-manager because I just started taking responsibility for things that need to be done, like off my own back in the shop. So there was this thing, like there were letters which were coming through and like nobody's responding to them. Mm. So I'm just like opening up, I'm, 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 just, I'm just opening up letters saying, okay, they're saying this, I'm saying that, what nobody seems to, <laughs> nobody seems to care. Okay, cool, put it down. Cool, next letter comes, boy, it's, 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 the, you know, the writing's getting darker. <laughs> no, no, the writing's getting it's bigger. Bold. Bold. Now it's capitals. <laughs> no one, <laughs> nobody cares. We'll be though. visiting you on the 24th. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one's no one just taking responsibility for it to be honest. So, uh, I just kind of like started calling these companies and stuff like that. And just like, yeah, you know, what's going on? You know, can we sort something out? You know, okay, I'll sort this out. Okay, I'll do that. I just, and, and I wasn't a manager though, mm. but I started doing all these things in the shop, right? Then it's like, okay, cool. I'm sorting out that bill now. I'm cool. I'm making you set up the direct debit for that. Okay, cool. We'll do this. We'll do that. And I just started doing these things. So this is how I just became like co-manager with Damon, not mm. because I was assigned in that position. Yeah. So I'm doing that and it just, it was more so like, you know, yeah, it wasn't. It just wasn't planned and anything like that, you know. Yeah. It wasn't. So I'm doing that now. That's, I'm 23 then. Then I get to 25, and I think this was the first, you could say, major change or development in in my barber career. So I'm 25, and I said, yeah, cool. You know, I'm, I want to do a website for myself. So I'm 33 now. So we're talking about eight years ago. Like at that time, there's no other barber like who had a who had a website. Yeah, mm. you know. There's no like solo barbers in the sense of like a barber. There were barber shops, obviously like like Tony and Guy would have had a website, Vidas yeah, yeah, yeah. had a website, but no small barber shops had websites. Like Most no barber shops didn't have website, you know, mm. especially no no black barber shops especially had websites. We're no. trying to stay under the radar, I'm trying to pay tax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. No, they were they didn't have websites and especially like just like a solo like a barber, not a barber shop especially. No one mm. had a website. Yeah. But because I saw myself as a business and I'm like, well, businesses have websites and obviously if someone and I, saw, I thought to myself if somebody wants to find me where did they find me I was like okay yeah I'll do my website because mm. my first website it was one page mm. it had my it had the address my number I can't remember it had my email address on it and and my open, I think my open times alright like, it's, just, basic, a, it's ba- just a home page basic stuff but it's necessary homepage, stuff but mm. it meant that people were able to contact me I started getting like customers from that Wow. So I started getting customers which were coming from outside London, from outside of England, because what they were doing is they were typing in... Um, Black barbers in, in London. Yeah. And, you know, I had no competition because there's no one else. <laughs> 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 so they didn't even know if you was even the best. You just <laughs> won the few. <laughs> there's no one else doing it. So, you know, I built that, then my, I developed my website to make it like a few more pages. But, you know, at that point there, and this is why I say it was the changing, it was the changing, it was the major, you could say, defining moment mm. in my career because also that's where I, that's where Slider Cuts was birthed. Because when I was doing the website, I needed a name mm. for the website. And I was just, my nickname was Slider, my name's Mark. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what am I gonna call it? I said, oh, maybe I'll do Slider the, the Barber. You know, and also yeah. when I do my business cards, which I had done business cards before, which was like maybe five years before that, and I had it as Slider the Barber. But the reason why I did Slider the Barber is because Damon had um, business cards mm-hmm. and his one was Damon the Barber. So I'm yeah. like, you know, Damon the older barber, this and that. So his business, business cards, I say, okay, slider the barber. You know, but at this point now, when I'm doing the website, my my, my wife, who was my girlfriend then, who I was dating then, um, my older brother, they were just talking and I was like, nah, we don't like slider the barber. Oh. We think that's boring. Mm. Like, you know, it just feels a bit dull. And I'm like, yeah, I see what you're saying, but the reason why I'm doing it is just so that when people see my name, because my whole thing was always this. When people see my name, I want them to know what I do and what I kind of represent just from the name. Right. So I said, you know, if you say Slider the Barber, they know, they don't have to question. Self-explanatory. It? Mm. Self-explanatory. So they're like, nah, but you know, it must be something better. So they were like, just chilling there in, um, in the room and 
they were just like something bad and simultaneously they were like maybe slider 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 and at the same time they both said cuts so and I was in the next room though so they come to they come to the room and my wife came to me and was like yeah we have a bit much better idea slider cuts and I was like mm, well people know that's a barber though and my wife was like, yeah, you know, because she's the artist. She goes, you know, some people call themselves like, you know, Stacey Draws, as example. Mm. You know what I'm Stacey like? Stacey Draws? As example, like, I'm a big <laughs> I've got yeah. a filthy mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like a porn name. <laughs> Stacey, <laughs> no, it's Draws. I did like painting. And, you, know, you need to pray. <laughs> Listen, we all need prayer. <laughs> you know, and she's like, yeah, I can't remember. She said the name. She said something Draws, like, like, you know, like Stacey Draws or Marcus Draws and stuff like that. Mm. She said some artists do mm. that type of thing there. And I'm like, yeah. slider cuts. It's not like I didn't like the name. I was thinking, I was just caught up on an idea. Will people as soon as they hear that name, know that's something to do with barbering. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I said, no, I'll think about it. Went and asked a few different people. It ended up being like split. Some people said this, some people said that. The person who was building my website was like, go with Slider, the barber. But over the next 24 hours, saying it all the time, I was like, no, Slider Cut sounds, sounds got good. got a much better yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, Slider Cut, Slider Cut, so I'm going with that. And even the, the person who built my website said, nah, it's your website, you can do what you want, but I don't think you should do that. Mm. And that's when I went with Slider Cuts, you know, registered it, went with Slider Cuts. And that was the defining moment of like, at this point now, you could say I've just built, just created a brand. Yeah, right. Even though I believe you're always branding in whatever you do anyway, you know, you're always branding, whether you know it or not, you're always branding. But now I've actually just officially sealed it to create and put like, you could say a label on that brand. It's like having a letter with no address on it. You know, what's it then, you know? So I had all the content, yeah. you could say there, with cutting hair and stuff like that, but it had no, you could say no, that's what it had no title on it. Yeah, right. You know, so at that, at that time, I just created the title for my, for this business, which I didn't even know I was building, you know, and that was the def that was the defi that was the first major defining moment. You built the website, started getting interest from people online and stuff like that, and then the next defining moment was social media. Yeah, when Instagram came out because I was on everyone's on Facebook, but I wasn't using using Facebook for haircuts or anything like that. I was just using Facebook for social. Everyone mm -hmm. else was using yeah. social media, you stuff. know. Then Twitter came out. And I see all these people jumping on Twitter and I was like, mm, no one cares what to hear what I got to say. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was before they had pictures or anything like that, just words. And I was like, I'm not even gonna act like I'm some celebrity, like people wanna hear what I got to say. I said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And Instagram came out and it's like, people were like, yeah, you can put pictures in it and this and that. And I said, you know what? That makes sense to my business. Mm. I can put haircuts up on there. Mm. So, you know, I started using Instagram and I was using it like casually putting hair. I was putting up haircuts all the time anyway, but not like maybe once a week. I can't remember what was the consistency of how I was putting up, but I was putting up, but I, was studying at that time. I remember seeing other barbers who had like more followers, had more interaction, stuff like that. And I was like, why are they, how are they doing this? I remember mm. going on to Google and typing in, you know, how to grow Instagram. Yeah. Right at the beginning, I was working on that. So I'm studying it. And right now I don't even fully know what I'm doing, but with me, what's happened with me in every like step, everything which I've always done, I've always fully gone into things. Like I've always kind of like, you know, always, I always want to understand how things work and why this happens. How can you do this? So I'm just studying it, working out, you know, how to put yourself out there, how to use it. Cool. And then the, the, the next moment came. So I started using Instagram in 2012. Then in 2014, I remember when I made that decision, I said, you know, what? I'm now going to go on Instagram hard. 2014, February 2014, I made a decision probably in like December or January. I was going to LA with my wife because she's an artist and she had an exhibition in LA and I said cool I'm buying a camera a proper camera and when I come back I'm going to make sure when I, once I get the camera I'm going to put three pictures at least three haircuts up every day and people are going to see who I am as a barber you know so whether you know they if the best haircuts or not I've got to put up at least three haircuts every single day mm. and my plan was that people get to know and see who I am because 
anyone could put the best haircut they've done in one week. You could have cut a hundred people and done one good haircut and taken yeah. a picture. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean you're a great barber. It just means that, you know, you can pull off a haircut every now and then. So my thing was, I'm going to show people that consistency and I'm going to put myself out there a lot. Of course. And for other reasons. So I started doing it three haircuts, three to five haircuts every single day. And what I started noticing in like two weeks, people kept, people kept coming up to me saying, right, keep appearing on my Explore page. You know, right, you've been going hard recently, haven't you? Mm. I'm seeing you constantly posting, right. I keep seeing your your, your pictures and around this and that. Like, I just kept on putting up haircuts. And also my plan was also that with the haircuts I did, and I'm not going to say who I had a discussion with, a dispute with, but not a dispute, but disagreement you could say with, a light disagreement with, because I was saying that I'm going to put up haircuts whether they're the best haircuts or not. Because in the, the day, I gave that person that haircut and mm. I've let that person walk out with that haircut. Mm. So whether I think it's the best or not, I'm gonna put it up on Instagram. And one of the other barbers said to me, they don't think it's a good idea. I said, why? Because yeah, because he's like, because if you go to a restaurant, they never put like a picture of, you know. A shit plate of food. Like, yeah, a rubbish plate yeah. of food. They, they make it look nice, you know, because you're supposed to present yourself in a certain way. And I was like, I get that, but I'm trying to put a true reflection in the picture of who I actually am. Mm. So that if one of these people comes to get a haircut from me, they're not expecting that one haircut they see every week or every month or whatever mm. it is and I'm like you know what if they don't like it now so that's their business that's real though because you know in this day and age now even with how like, a lot of us posting that like, the selfie's the most amazing one best angle best mm. filter you gave it to them raw nice and early so it's like you if you come in there boy you saw the trim last week so you can't even complain you saw what I'm giving and my <laughs> thing is that like, you know it's, it's, it's what I'm giving anyway so you know and, I, and that's why when I started cutting more and more people the pressure was never there the pressure was slightly there but it was never there because I always thought well at least I've given myself as I am yeah. out there and I haven't lied about you know, who I am. I'm making this more deep than what it is. I haven't lied about the work I do, yeah, about yeah. who I am. No, but it's like, you know what it is? Because like a lot of us, our experience with barbershops is quite casual. Mm. Yeah. So you go in there, you get your trim, you have your chit chat. You might have like a little bit, bit of a, um, a catch up about your week and whatever, football yeah. banner. But yeah. to see that you was actually thinking this deeply into like, how am I going to present myself? Yeah. Even if I, even if you hadn't figured it out all the way, I'm gonna get a website nice and early so people can treat me as a business. Yeah, and that even let's say the website wasn't the best, but yeah. people still you still able to get contact. You got people contact me. on there. So how do you go from where you are at at that point, 2014, with like no, I'm gonna be more serious at Instagram to then becoming like celebrity barber or barber to the stars. So people don't know. You see, cutting Anthony Joshua, seeing you cutting Stormzy, Tiny Temper, Tiny Temper. Reggie we see Yates. the like London advert. We see you will be in the chair getting a fade. Yeah, but I actually didn't cut his head though. You didn't cut his head? We didn't think you did, but listen, for, the, for, for, for the story, yeah. we put it Wobie yeah. in there as well. I was, I was in the advert, you know, I was a Wobie's barber in the advert. Mm. And, uh, I don't take claim and have some barber looking for me, talking about you, talking about you cut my client. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see when you get out of the podcast. Barber beef. <laughs> <laughs> barber beef. <laughs> How did I get to, from there? I think that point there, so the, the final moments were the website, then using Instagram at this point at 2014, the way I started using Instagram, because now I just started spreading myself. And also, there, there were there were um, there were things which I was doing, which it wasn't like just accidents. It was well thought of. So even when I was spreading myself, putting myself out there, I also knew that the more you put yourself out there, the more you would appear on the explore page. So people were seeing me more now because mm. you your know, activity is high at the end. The activity is yeah. high. Also, I said that the more people I put on my Instagram. I said that if I take a picture of your haircut, yeah. you're guaranteed to like that picture, mm. even course. if no one else does it. Yeah. And you're guaranteed to most likely tell people that you are on 
that page just because people just get gassed by those things yeah. there. Like, you oh, know, what slider posting, man? No, yeah. no, not even because slider posting <laughs> me. Just like if you're on anyone's, if someone just puts a picture up of you, it's kind of like, like, yeah. Wow, my trim's hard. That's me, bruv. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is me, isn't it? Cool, yeah, yeah, you, man, look at me. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I featured. It could be anyone's barber page. Mm, you know, mm. and I knew that that meant that you would like it. And then what was happening, I thought also you might also even potentially repost that picture on yeah. your page. Yeah. And now, maybe 10 other people, 20 other people, 30, mm. 50 other people have also seen me. So I was also like, you know, it's all about putting like, you know, a bunch of different people onto the page. And also, I also did a thing where I never looked for quote unquote, the best clients or hair models to use on my page either. Because okay. I saw other pages used doing that. And I mm. thought, but what about the people who look like me? Yeah. <laughs> you know who have hair like so me real representation over there <laughs> what? Like, you weren't trying to find the best waves the best head shape you just you yeah, listen, give uh, us the raw yeah just, just, just anyone you know because if you're one of those people which is probably the majority of people and you look at a page you might think okay this page doesn't represent me or subconsciously you might think so okay well I don't know if he could do my hair yeah. that's why I said you know I'll put you know the guy with all the waves the guy with the straight hair the guy with you know um, super curly hair to the guy with loose curl hair to the guy which he's got super black hair to the guy who's got super light hair to yeah. you know um, he, you know just like whatever he says he says more coarse he says softer mm. you know so no matter who I am or where I'm coming from I can find myself representing your page basically basically that, that was the whole that was the whole idea that you know is that everybody could find themselves on the page and see something that they could get yeah. you know and I know other people didn't agree with it but not agree with it they just thought you know nah you put the best hair models up there but that was my that my separated plan. yourself from, from everyone else though yeah because I start, I guess I noticed getting a lot more people you know who were saying things like so example I was putting up people you could say who never had the best hairlines or the strongest hairlines and I, I was showing myself shaping them up and be like you know trying to make themselves the best jobs. version of themselves in a sense and I got so many customers from doing that you know, because some people are like, yeah, my hairline's a bit, even up to today, people say to me, oh, my hairline's a bit weak, you know, but I know if there's anyone who can save it, it's you. <laughs> Slider, the hairline saver, you know. <laughs> you know, but it's because you put all those things up and not just put in the guy who's got these hairline just above his yeah. eyebrow. <laughs> you know, Bruh. you know, they just like, who am I here? <laughs> <laughs> hairline. <laughs> you know, so, and that, I'm not going to go into that, all the, just because it's long, but yeah, all of that kind of stuff there. So, I just started getting a lot of attention and a lot of people and I was just doing it consistently, like constantly throwing up, constantly throwing up. And what I started finding is people on Instagram now started um, watching my page, even those which weren't following me. And this okay. is how like I got um, Anthony Joshua's example as a client because I think I started cutting him in, what were we, 2018? I think I started cutting him maybe like 2015 or something like that. Okay. It might have been 2014 when I came back from, like, no, about three, four years ago, I started cutting his hair. And he was watching my page, but he wasn't following me. Literally, like, click the button, follow. But he was just watching the page, mm. watching all the things I'm doing, what I'm saying, you know, um, the picture haircuts I'm putting up and stuff like that. And then he was just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I like this guy. Let me go get a haircut from him. Yeah. And he, I didn't know he was watching me. Mm. Tiny Tempo's exactly the same thing. He didn't literally follow my page, but he was watching my page for a while. He was, I think I started cutting him, like, 2016 or something like that. And he was watching my page for a while, maybe it was 2015, I can't remember. But he was watching my page. I don't know for how long, but he was watching it, just watching what am I doing, the haircuts, this and that. And I was just constantly putting out haircuts, putting out haircuts, putting out haircuts. Reggie was the same thing, but he was different because Reggie actually started following my page. Okay. So I saw him following me. So you like, right, Reggie Yates, what? I was like, well, could he follow him before he unfollows me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking, why is Reggie following me? You know. Mm. But you know, and he didn't. He was following me. He asked me for a haircut like six months after he started following me. Okay. 
You know, he, did, he just wanted to test out the waters first. I he guess just. just but the thing is, it's weird because he is that. It's weird. He just thought, okay, like I see. I'm, I kept like coming anything, up on keep coming page. across someone, and he's like, and that's what it was, brother. Follow. Me. And 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 the thing is, like, you could be in a situation where, like, your current barber, you're like, mm, I'm starting <laughs> to side at him now because he's not really showing up. Yeah. He's not really, you know, coming with the best trims. So you need an option. But, yeah, I need an option. Yeah. So yeah, he, he was. Yes, yeah, I guess so. And he was doing that, and and it's funny because he's the way these guys came across my page was because of you could say the impressions. My, which my impressions which are going out there you know through explorer page to the people i was cutting or you know that person who reposts my picture yeah. and or that person so who likes or that person who likes my picture mm. who you know and maybe you see that and it's like oh who's that guy just click on it oh blah 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 i see it and people i, was, I think i was appearing in people's eyesights in their in, in their view quite a bit and that's how i yeah. started you could say cutting some of these people but the one thing i'll say just to not to like get caught up in the idea of just social media because i really don't want people just get caught up just with social media is the thing which i had before social media though is i had a big client base and what i mean by big client base i mean like numbers wise like i was always busy i was busy way before. so before the whole ragey stuff and yeah Annie joshua just yeah. within a local community itself, in local communities busy. i was known in the, in, in the area you know mm. the, most barbers they're kind of like known in their area yeah you know what well, most like good barbers should i say are known in their area and mm. i was known in my area i was busy you know long days and things like that you know i was working and i was i was known and i thought that i think that was good what i think is good is that i came up in a generation where it was all about that hard work mm. and getting established in your area and then also i'm in the middle ground because i grew up in that gen at the end of that generation but also i caught social media early enough that okay. i would um you know um would maximize you're able you know, to understand it to utilize it properly yeah, yeah and i made to do both so it's not like i'm i'm a i'm like a fad that you know came up you know because i know how to use instagram it's like no mm. i actually came up in the era of like just cutting hair and yeah. being a good barber and people and word of mouth right and i had that and then i yeah you, you, you had the ends yeah yeah because you know you don't want to get like with everything even what we do you don't want to get too caught up in numbers they're important but word of mouth is still some of the best promo 100%. yeah because yeah. like my man's good cool and through that one person is like with anything if i rec if you was to recommend me to someone or vice versa now through your network i could call yeah. foes vans they're reliable for this for this yeah. for this mm. How many people you know may now use our services? Yeah. And the other end, cool, sliders, good for cutting yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah, definitely. If I go and get a trim there, one boy's like, oh, you know what? My man's acting up. Let me go there. I know Foles goes there. Yeah. That's the barber to go to. So that still definitely helps. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I don't want people to get caught up in the idea just use social media. Like, you yeah. still need to do the groundwork. Mm. Like, you know, social media can take, you know, your numbers from 10 to 100, 100%. Yeah. But, you know, social media really is going to come off the back of what you've actually created on the ground level, you know? And so I would just say like, you know, that, that was a good thing for me is that I kind of had that. So, you know, the area and then, yeah, then the things started kicking off on social media and then I started just like more and more just kind of like, like more consciously branding and stuff like that. You know, I had my, I had my logo already. I had my logo for like about 2000 and whenever that was, 2008, whenever after like 25, after, yeah. I did, so after I did the website, after yeah, I, like I registered, when I, after I registered website. the website, I got a web. I got a logo done for myself. So my okay. wife, who was my, my who I was dating at the time, she was an artist. She still is an artist. She designed me a logo. So I had my logo. You know, um, I was just started. Just, I was just pushing myself, just doing like everything consistently, just putting things out there, and also groundwork. So outside of social media, I took on every every job. Like I've I've rarely ever said no to. I've rarely said no to anything someone asked me to do. Really? Like the podcast now, as example. Mm. Even if I can't be bothered, I'm like I'm tired. I've like, I have probably said no to maybe 
it might be and I think unless in the last 10 years you could say I don't know if I've said more to more no to more than five things all right so and you, you've really been working you, you're yeah. out here so that yeah. so those five things yeah, yeah. <laughs> that so you said no to I don't even know if it's five it might be less than that it might yeah. be one or two <sighs> It wants to call you on the off day then, <laughs> completely off day. You just no, the only reason I said no, yeah, the only no, the only reason I say no to a job would be one because genuinely I can't do it because yeah. it's like you know, so someone says to me, "Oh, today can you come and do something?" Like, "Oh, cut my hair at eight. or not even not. I've never said no to a customer. I'm just yeah. to one, like, you know, like jobs like yeah, yeah. come and do a podcast. Come mm. and will you come and cut this festival? Mm -hmm. Will you come and do this? It just because. Of, I'm double booked. I physically can't get there. I'm already no, working. Yeah, I'm, I'm at this podcast. So I can't come to your podcast today. Yeah. You can do another day if you want, but I can't yeah. come to your podcast today. So it'll be things like that. Or the only reason why I just generally just say no with yeah. available is just because morally I don't agree with it. Oh, right. So, or ethically I don't agree with the thing or whatever they want me to do. So it's like, I you wonder know, what that would be. You know, I've always thought, I've always thought about that because I actually haven't really said, have I said no to anything? Where I just thought I don't want to be involved in that. I don't know. I feel like there's one thing and I can't remember what it was where I just thought I didn't want to be associated. Yeah. Don't want to be a part of this. Nah. Nah, I'm not yeah, because he doesn't like to post him on socials me like tag Slider cuts. <laughs> like, Slider was there when they were doing the mad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it went down, bro, he was there, bro. He was part of it. <laughs> no, but that's the only reason kind of so, you know, I've really like, I've really like put myself out there and mm. taking on the things when you're going to these festivals and it's like I remember like going festivals and cutting hair outdoors just like yeah I'll cut hair there you know and some of the things that haven't been asked of me I've you know approached them and said yeah mm. um, will you put me here cool I'll cut so it's doing that then all the interviews which you've done which are not big you know just local interviews mm. this person starting up a podcast or this person starting up a before the podcast um, era mm. this person has got a blog or like a YouTube channel or something you know yeah. or there's this small magazine you know that has started up, you know, the digital magazine, you know, we do an interview here. Like I've just said yes to all of them. And I think all of that stuff has been like so important. And this is the side of things which when I'm talking to people, I'm always like, like, don't just look at the results. <laughs> Yeah, you know, look at the groundwork. Yeah, look at the groundwork, you know, because I've really been, as I, as I said, been feeding the soil. Because what I see is you feed the soil, nobody sees you when you're feeding the soil and you're throwing the seeds into the soil and that, stuff like that. And you're, you know, you're, maintain, you're maintaining the soil, you're feeding that soil, but everyone sees you when you're a tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and they see it as kind of like, you know, right, you know, we just see you everywhere, you know, they, they, but they don't see the groundwork of, you know, all the, all the seeds that, that didn't grow. Out. They see all <laughs> the celebrities he and stuff. He points into the man and says, you're doing your thing, you know. Mm. Yeah. Not now, I've been trimming for years. <laughs> 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 I've been in work. You know, friends, I got one friend in particular, you always say to me, I should have been a barber, bro. That uh. me. And I got one friend, I'm, I'm going to say his name, Nigel. Nigel, he don't say it to me anymore. He used to say to me, oh, but you took my job. I should have been a barber because he's old. Barber was a barber in DNLs. Oh, mm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he said to me, like, I should have been, you took my job. That should have been my job, man. I should have been a barber. I used to, as you say, Nigel, you're not willing to put in the work I'm putting in, though. You know that, Nigel? Yeah, yeah man. Like, That's what you're calling, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. You're you calling. He hasn't look. applied himself. Yeah. Now he's doing, like, he's doing, 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 he's kind of starting to do hospital. I, I don't even get, you know when people explain jobs? You know, you know, it's job like, right, is, have you got the, money? The fancy yeah, title. You know, like. a job is kind of like a big job when someone explains it to you and you're like, so what do you do then? And they're like, I just told you. And like, yeah, you just don't get it. <laughs> you just don't get it. He works one of them jobs now where he says he's the only one who knows how to do this job. So he can't even be fired. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's, He's that's, probably integral nice to the business. To have. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice luxury to have. I'm saying, I was saying so he's doing well in it. So you know, Nigel, you know, you didn't become the barber, but you know, I can't do your job either. You're, mm. you're doing well. You said <laughs> something earlier about like um, maybe like you've not done certain jobs probably because you didn't feel you, 
that they aligned to how you feel like ethically and yeah. morally. I look at barbershops, they can be quite a filthy environment. Yeah. The type of conversations you have yeah. in there and, you know, type, some of the type of characters you have in there because everyone for every walk of life that come in there. Yep. How do you, do you police the space you work in? Do you? Yes, it's been a struggle over the years. So just to give you a breakdown because a lot of people don't understand it. I'm not sure if you do understand this. So mm. Slider Cuts is just a person, you know, my nickname was Slider. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me. I work in a shop called DNLs. Yeah. I co-run it with um, Damon. Um, but a lot of people think that Slider Cuts is a shop. So right. I get a lot of people saying to me, you know, oh, so when I come there, you know, who will be cutting my hair? But they've called, they said, this Slider Cuts. I'm like, yeah, they go, so who will be cutting my hair? I said, me. M- me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Listen, bro, they're coming regardless. <laughs> you know, or they come to the shop for the first time and they walk straight past. And I always sit, like I always see that like, there'll be a random black guy who walks past the shop, but looking around. And I say, oh, he must be like a new client. And they'll walk and they'll come in and, and so many times they come in and say, oh, do you know where Sider Cuts is? And they're like, yeah, yeah he's over here. And because they, they were looking up and they saw DNL sign uh, on the top, you know, you know, but they think I'm a shop. And I feel I kind of get maybe now more so I'm starting to understand why they think it's a shop, but I don't fully get why they think it's a shop because I'm the only person who appears really on this page of the shop. Yeah. Does that like cause a bit of conflict because it sort of indicates like your brand is bigger than the shop? If that makes sense. Tell us the truth. Has there been arguments in the shop? Has there been arguments or like tension? It's caused tension. No, no, no. Just by your reaction. No, no, no. There hasn't been any arguments. And there hasn't been no tension. People, might, I don't know if people thought stuff. Do you know what it is? It's because also people in the shop know the truth and what's going on. Yeah. Like, it just feels like people hear what they want to hear. So example, they give you an example. The other day I did an interview for um, some newspaper in the shop. They came into the shop. They're saying slider cuts, slider cuts. I said to them, no, slider cuts is a person. I am slider cuts. Mm-hmm. I'm in this, front of you right now. Yeah. yeah. This is DNL's barbershop. Right. You're in. Everybody's there. Damon's there. I think Riaz is there, the other barber. Um, Darren wasn't there. Loren might have been there. Like the other barbers are there. They see me sit down with this woman. I said, I explained the whole story, how I got the name. Mm. I, explained, I explained how I got the name. I explained that we're in DNLs. You know, I co-run DNLs with Damon, you know. Yeah. Explained it all. I see the article the next day. So we went to the Cider Cuts Barbers. <laughs> I'm like, they were never going to get it anyway. <laughs> I'm like, they just, they, they, they've got their story of what they want to run with. And, yeah. and that's why, because so, all these different magazines and sometimes these things, they just put these things out there. I don't know if it's because they feel like it sounds better that I'm a barbershop, mm. you know, than mm. a person, or they just don't care and they're just not listening, mm. you know, or they, or they just don't get it. They just think, oh, you know, barbershop, barber, oh, we don't care. But so they, they all know, they all know that I'm not running around telling people, yo, yeah, that's my barbershop, you yeah, know, that's this yeah. and that. They, it's, they just the con- it. it's just like the confusion that it causes, obviously, because you've you've got a brand yeah, and obviously everyone knows it off slider cuts rather than like because if you look at your instagram page yeah it would just say slider cuts obviously because that's you because it's me right? yeah yeah but obviously they would see that as like slider cuts does sound like a barbershop yeah rather than that, rather no, than a man and i think damon has said that that he feels that because slider is not an unusual name but it just sounds like people who know me and growing up around me they know slider in it so when they say slider cuts they just get oh that's slider because mm. but if you don't know me slider cuts feels like it, it has no relation to a person if mm. i was mark grooms or mark trims yeah. or you know trims by mark then mm. everybody would probably be like oh yeah that's definitely a person because you've got their name yeah and some type of description and with it but because it just seems separate to me getting people to understand that sometimes can be I can tell it's a, it's, a, it's a tiny bit, it's a tad annoying, especially if like you've explained 
you explained again mm-hmm. and I'm explaining again and you still made the same mistake it's like yeah. you wasn't listening to me then is it, yeah. boy especially when it comes to like um, news publications they'll come in they already have like this the the whole agenda in their head and then you will have to explain it and they still do what they want to do anyway <laughs> they're just going to run with <laughs> it know? but what's funny is right now what's happening now though is so but I'm opening up my own barbershop now okay and this so some people said to me, and it's not like the other barbers, some people said to me, oh, so that that must have worked in your favour then, didn't it? So is that why you're doing it? You know, to make yourself seem like a barber because you're open barber. It's like, no, <laughs> no, no. Conspiracy in the hood. It's <laughs> like, I wasn't doing this. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that works out, that works out nice for you. It's like, no, no, that's not, that's not what happened because if you look at my page, where am I ever saying that I am like no, we're, we're running with a conspiracy theory yeah, yeah. doing it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're running with would, Dude, what would, it, would it be fair to say <laughs> that you um you, you understood the importance of branding before you actually really understood it if that makes sense yeah so before i knew the t- before i knew the definition before i knew the kind of like the the adjective the word you know i kind of understood the actual description. I was doing the description before I knew what that actual word was. Yeah. So you know, so what? So it's kind of like I was doing what branding was, and I understood that, but I didn't actually put it under the idea of well, I'm actually branding. Mm. But I knew how important it was to put yourself out there. I knew how important it was to um, be viewed a certain way. I knew how important it was to have things like code of conducts. You know, um, what's the color scheme? Maybe you want to go with. You know, what does your business represent? What do you stand for? I knew the importance of all of these things there, but I just didn't understand it to be branding. Right. But I was doing all these. I was doing all these things there, so yeah. um, that I think that's kind of what sets you apart, though, because, like I was saying earlier, even though I was like saying it in jest and stuff, like man, are hiding from tax. Barber shops generally, it's like quite a relaxed environment, so mm. it's almost like I'm not a barber, so I can't speak for them. But it seems that it's almost like it might even feel like work at times. Yeah. yeah, you know, one of my old barbers, he tried to do like the whole thing of like he was making sure that all his staff were there on time. He was making sure that everyone was wearing their uniform, but then. Some of the barbers, I can see that they... It was great in them. Yeah, it was great in them. They didn't like it. So they started to wear like like half the shirt on. When <laughs> <laughs> they started moving slightly. Yeah, it's it's better, moving. for what reason? <laughs> and then they just slowly started to drift out of the shop. Yeah. But then like, how do you get to that point where you have everyone on board and understand that this is what we have to do to take it to the next level? Well, I'm gonna fi- we're gonna find out when I open up my shop. Yeah, because <laughs> um, no, I think grooming, like male grooming, especially in the black community, is, is kind of like on a rise. Everyone yeah, wants to do the whole beard yeah. thing as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like someone, good. yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. certain man want the whole full package, yeah, yeah. but they just want to pay for like the trim. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just like, where you, you go? I think, like I'm speaking. So in running, let's say you know, in in co-running like DNLs. You know, I've tried to implement these things. So not uniform, because I used to say that if DNLs, when we like refurbish DNLs and stuff like that, then we'd implement things like uniforms. But at the time, it's kind of like, you can't like ask for everyone to freshen up, but the shop itself doesn't freshen yeah. up. Because <laughs> just, just, but just uh, let everyone know as well, DNLs, it, not a secret, yeah. DNLs is actually moving. Yeah. Like the new shop that DNLs has got right now is fresh on a different level. Okay. Like it is up there like DNLs is moving next door like to the shop next door so you don't even have to tell people you're moving because you know you'll come one day and you'll see the shop's closed but you'll see the DNL right sign next door yeah. next you're door, not going like, to miss it basically yeah. we're not talking about like say three doors down mm. two doors, we're talking about Literally next, next door. door the shop next door is moving to and in there is fresh on a different level like it's levels there's a barber shop in there mm. so does um, that mean the prices go up 
prices have to go up, bruv, is inflation, bruv, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to ask the important questions. The prices will go up. Yeah. But you got to understand, everything's going up. So, like, you know, you know the owner who's, um, you know, spent all this money yeah. in fixing it up. He spent a lot of money fixing it up, to be mm. honest. You know, the barber's rents are all going up. And they're going up by a considerable amount as well. Yeah. Like it's going up like, it's not going up like, I'm not gonna say how much it's gone up by, but it's not like it's gone up by five pounds. Mm. You know, it's gone up by a good amount. A couple hundred pounds. You know, so the owner needs to make money. Because mm. you know, it's, it's funny sometimes when people kind of get annoyed with people because they want to make money. It's like, so why are you raising up your prices for, oh, you know, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to make money. Like, I'm trying to make money. It's like, oh, no, no, that's not fair. This and that. It's like, You're providing a service though. Mm. You're making you look fresh for the weekend though. Listen, I've heard some wild price. As of late, I think it's the women's stuff started because see all these wigs and that, it started getting crazy. Mm. So I think some of the bubbles are raw. Like, people are willing to spend money. You're making this much? Yeah, ah, cool. <laughs> I've heard some wild prices. But like, what's wild? Right, what's the most I've ever paid for a haircut? £25. Right, where, where did you go? Tony and Guy? <laughs> <laughs> now, it was one of those where um, it was like late and it was a home visit in it. Oh, okay, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that, that's that makes why. sense. That's that, cheap then. Uh, no, no it, it makes, but it was oh, more what, like, is that cheap for a home visit? No, but, but I made a call like, listen, there's like five man what, here, you, you can yeah. make a quick change. Yeah. <laughs> so cool, I got like a, he says to me, oh, you know what, I'll do it for you at this price. Inside myself, I was thinking, bro, 25 pound, you're moving yeah, mad. Well, but I might provide like true. a little quick beverage like but in the yard. But it comes to your yeah. convenience. Yeah. Don't look at my home prices and boy. <laughs> <laughs> let's put the money out. Let's talk. Let's talk money slacker. That's what I really here for. No, you got to think about it's the time though. Think yeah. about someone traveling. So if I come to your house and cut your hair, mm. where you got to see is first of all, how much would I make in that time of me traveling to your house and back home? Yeah. And in cutting your hair, because let's say I, it altogether takes me two and a half hours. Yeah. Then I got to myself, how much would I have made at work? Mm, true. Because I shouldn't be losing. I shouldn't be going, providing you with a mm. like luxury service and losing right. at your convenience or come to the barbershop. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, so that's why I would tell people who are, when I'm giving them advice about how to charge to go in people's houses, I should say, you know, what do you make an hour at the barbershop? Mm, mm. You know, work that out and then realistically add a little bit on top because you're offering a luxury service. So let's say, for example, you, it took you an hour to cut. Is it's it Lola. No, cool. It's not. Okay. Let's say it took you an hour to cut someone's hair. Yeah. And you were charging ten pounds, you know, in a barbershop. Mm. So then I see is okay, if you're gonna be out for three hours, then realistically you should at minimum charge thirty pounds. Right. And then add a little bit something on top to make it worth the reason the, the effort. So maybe add an extra ten pounds on top. So now I'll say, okay, for you, do home haircuts are like forty pounds. So at least you know that in the barbershop you'd have made thirty pounds, but you're mm. making something a little bit on top. Right, right, right. Because you're add a little premium on top because it's a luxury service. Yeah, you know, so that's why I'm that saying that trim has to be extra special, though. Isn't it? But it's extra special because it's at your house in your convenience. Yeah, it is extra special. That is, you know, people say, oh, if I pay more for a haircut, then I want something more on the haircut, and they just really forget that everything else like contributes. To what the more? Well, no, wait. So, what more could you add to the haircut? Just because, like, yeah, you're coming to my house. What more do you add? When when people say that, I want to know what what the more they're looking for. I want to feel like I'm walking on air when I walk outside that. Man wants a 3D trim. Yeah, <laughs> HD, ultra <laughs> HD, <laughs> 4K. <laughs> well, the thing is, you you can you could spend extra time on it. Yeah. You can do all that kind of stuff there. But ultimately, people just got to understand that you are getting more in that haircut because you woke up and you rolled over and sat down. Mm. You didn't get ready. 
you know, you ain't brush your teeth before I come there. Right, it's rude, <laughs> you, know? you know. I'm greeting someone with hot breath, you know. <laughs> you know? No, but I'm saying just generally like- That's you, a minimal conversation, you, you know. know? Real. But you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, it's at your convenience. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know, so um, it is a special service. So people was like, yeah, but you know, if I'm gonna pay that much for a haircut, then the haircut better be this, better haircut be, better be that, and all this kind of stuff there. And it's like, you're, you're paying extra for, not Even for what I'm saying though, do you know what it is? We're gonna spend the money regardless because we want to look nice. And yeah, especially yeah. when like in that situation where, where I had the home cut, it was either that or don't go anywhere because I needed to go out. So at that moment, eh, you're gonna spend the money. How much do your haircuts cost? Do you pay now? In the at the moment now, I pay like seven pounds. I'm getting a murder. Wow. Yeah. Pfft. Bruh, that's... Wow. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is that Wait, the price the barber charges or do you just... He charges me that. Why? I've been going for a long time. We've got a special relationship. But do you tip him? <laughs> No, I'm holding him up now. Right? You need to start tipping your barber. <laughs> Tip your, that needs to, you need to roll that up to ten. You got fancy studios like this. And you, <laughs> don't need studios. Like me, my barber. Yeah. It's more. It's more. It could. Be, it could range between anywhere between seven and ten. It's more depending on like how I'm feeling, how he's feeling. Like I could give him a ten pound one day, and it's like, it's not even put my hand in my pocket to get change. One time I stood there looking like. What are we saying, big man? Where's the change? Mm. He was just ready to start cutting the hair again. But it's, he, he's not like a, he won't have like a. I could all go, my my barber's called Pablo. I could all go check him on a Saturday morning. That's like your peak day out of the yeah. week for me, innit? And my man's late. Well, like yeah, soon come. So I'm gonna sat there for you from like about like quarter past ten. Yeah. For me, you should have already been there, innit? Yeah. So quarter like past it. ten is kind of late on a Saturday. Turn up, turn up to like eleven o'clock, innit? Wild. So that's why for him. It's still seven pounds <laughs> until Pablo fixes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boys are listening. Know what I'm talking about? Until he fixes up, Vans has been there to trim yeah, him before. Yeah, yeah. He's been. I've moved him every different spot from here, there, arguments, fights with shop owners and stuff. So, but even he, he knows. Once he fixes up, just to even get him to use Instagram, he was fighting him. How old is he? Nah, man. Is he? Is he? He's in late thirties. Late thirties. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Generally, like the generally, as I said, I I, I caught kind of life being mm, in the middle okay. class type thing to understand both eras can we like dispel some barbering myths Go for so it. obviously like you said that there was a time period where you would trim like what um after three every three days trim my hair yeah yeah so like i've heard that you know when you trim so much there's that myth where you know you push, it the could be push push the hairline back is that the quality of barbering or is is that the actually tools? truth it's well, yeah. Trimming every three days. No, it depends what you're getting in the trim. But you want a full haircut every three days, like you want it reshaped. That's you want mad. it everything like that. Then, yes, you are most likely yes going to pull back someone's hairline. But the reason why you're going to pull back someone's hairline is because you got to think about it. It's, it's psychological. Mm. If you get a haircut today, mm. you look sharp. You look nice. You're happy when you look in the mirror. Yeah. This looks neat. You have, this. This is how it should look. If you decide to get a haircut two days later. Your haircut's looking in a similar place, but what what you've done now is you have now put your mindset in a place of what I'm the way I'm looking right now is now rough, so I need to look sharper than this. Mm. How can this person make you look sharper than what you are already? Within two to three days. That's but that's why that's why it's psychological. So this mm. is why it starts being like so. If the barber just kind of just touches over your hairline, literally just touches over your hairline, you start feeling rough, like it doesn't look that sharp, this and that. But you do look sharp, is because in your head now. I, you it's put, an insecurity. It's kind of like, okay, even though you are sharp, like you, you got a haircut now. Yeah. If the barber goes over your hairline again, you're going to think, you, I need to have it look sharper. Mm. But then he, so if to make it look sharper, go back, go back. he's going to pull you back a little bit. Yeah. So that's why it is, it's, the answer to that is yes and no, depending on the understanding from the Would client. Would you trim someone, if, like your, one of your, regular, your regulars, if they start coming in one, like every three, four days, would you be like, big man, listen, 
you're doing too much. Like, it, no, give me that money. You know what? <laughs> I would tell them, I've told people you don't need to trim that often, but if they want to, I'll do it. But then you just got to understand, like what I've just explained to you guys now is, you know, they're going to come like, say like two days later, or three days later, you know, then let's just, just touch your hairline. Or maybe let me just leave your hairline. Let's just fade over it. Or maybe just neaten up the top or whatever mm. it is. Or let's literally lightly um, touch your hairline. Just tidy yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, fade, the, the fade, I understand. But yeah. the shape up thing, I'm like, rah, what kind of barber do you have anyway for you to go back here? So say if I come on a Monday, I'm coming back on Wednesday for a shape up. Some people just like the barbershop though. Some people like to be in the barbershop. Like some people just like I, the feeling I of always being- I personally do not have time. Yeah, but I'll be worried. If you're coming back, I'll be like, big man, are you homeless? What's, what's, what's going on? Why are you, <laughs> why are you always here? Why are you here so much? <laughs> Part of the furniture some in people, that. You look at some, sometimes they just like the environment. You know, mm. if they're there that much and they don't need a haircut, then you got to say, maybe you're doing something good. Yeah. That, you know, he mm. or, you know, just wants to chill there. So what about beards? Because like beards are the, 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 the in thing. It's the in thing at the moment. Not for me. Boy, like, so obviously <laughs> you have someone like Foles that yeah. will ask like, Ra, how can I, how does man get a beard? I, like, do you, I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> I'm over it now. Because like, man, them always think it's like, not grow, man. I've gone past it when I, was, when I was growing up, yeah. Yeah. Like the common thing amongst us teenagers, like when we're going through puberty and stuff. When you get a beard, like when you, when you want to get a moustache, like, oh yeah, just shave a little bit and then yeah, it'll yeah. just grow back. Is that the same, like for, for beards, or is 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 that a myth? No, it is it is the same, you know. But so, it doesn't work for everyone. Some people cannot grow beards. That's he was looking at me now, you know. <laughs> Savage. He was looking at me. Like, Listen, folks, not for you. Have to accept that. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Listen, and accept the goatee and the moustache they have. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, could use, you could use all the oils in the world. <laughs> you know. Hey, cast it all, I don't know, man. I, got, I had one little strand out. I was, I was like, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Sometimes you just got to be the best version of, of yourself and, you know, embrace who you are. You know? <laughs> you know, not everyone can be beard gang. Some people have to be baby face, you know. Listen, aging gracefully, I'll take it that way. You know? oh, okay, so it depends on the individual it's rather some, than... Yeah, not, some, some people can, you know, do things to, let's say, speed up the growth, but... And that is kind of like, you know, constantly shaving and stuff like that. But that is speeding up something that's there and that's something that is actually coming. Mm. But there are people where you can see genetically, you're just, you don't grow hair there. Mm. Look mm. at your dad. If your dad ain't got a beard then, it's not going to happen for you, innit? You know, well, it could, it could happen. It starts somewhere that you could be the start of the, the change. Uh, yeah, I suppose. My mm. dad's short, so. So maybe your son will have Yeah, maybe. <laughs> nah, you look at your son like, rah, like. <laughs> do you know what I had to go through? No, I'm just saying, Check listen, it. son, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> don't misuse this. <laughs> I didn't have this. And look look how I turned out. So now you've got this. The world's your oyster, isn't it? Yeah, for real. It's sad you can't even teach your son how to shave. No, oh, man. Hey. I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> listen, well, can, you, you, can you grow a beard? I can sh- I shave all the time, though. Oh, okay. I shave. We'll wait and see, man. You have to. <laughs> two weeks of traveling, doing the celebrity haircuts, and that. If you if you get too busy, I shave. I shave. I shave. I don't, I, don't, I don't like the. I don't like the. the to be honest, you, I don't think it even looked great on me. I just wanted to see what it looked like. Just be mm. like, I've got it. You know. Yeah. It's one of those things. You were um at the recent um, Louis Vuitton launch by Virgil. Yes. Ablo. Yeah, my boy how... Virgil. I'm joking. He's not oh. my boy. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like, and how did that come about? It came about last minute. The day before in the morning, I got mm. a phone call like Wednesday morning saying, you know, they want some barbers. And then once again, they said, oh, can the Slider Cuts team? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the shop. Everyone in the shop. They're sat in here at 10 lines. There's been a couple of ruckuses in the shop. You know, can the Slider Cuts team come out? <laughs> and I was like, okay, what's it for? They said, oh, tomorrow, Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. I said, um, 
let me get back to you. How many, how many barbers do you need? Mm. What's, um, the, what's the fee? They said, I said, no, I didn't ask for the fee because it sounded good to me. I, said, I'm, mm. I didn't even ask for the fee. I said, then let me ask people. Um, so went to barbershop, asked Riaz, asked Loren, asked Darren, asked Damon because they only wanted three people, so me and two people. Mm. Okay. But Riaz was, I'm an RN. Loren is the young That's barber. an opportunity, you know. But it's because it's so last minute and it's kind of like, oh, I've got appointments tomorrow. I have to cancel yeah. the appointments or move the appointments. Stuff you don't like want to that. start angering your regulars as well. Mm. You know, and then Loren, unfortunately, wanted to come, but he couldn't because he hasn't got a passport yet. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> he's a young boy. He's, he's, he hasn't got his first passport. He's 17. So he's 17. Yes. He, he's been applying. Oh, he's like the whiskey of the shop. He, yeah. He's been trying to get his passport now. He's getting his passport now, but he hasn't come through yet. That's what mm. he, oh, okay. So he couldn't go. So he's he's vexed about that. He's still upset. Like if he here, same day. I'll now. be bringing back the memories again. Shout out to you, man. You'll be all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> next time. Yeah, next time. <laughs> you know, London Fashion Week is you. <laughs> or you <the> oyster. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, Darren said, oh, he would like to come, but he can't find his passport from when he went away to LA. Why is everyone having passport yeah, issues in the shop? What's going on? What's going on in you know that what? shop? It's, it's, all, it's all these Caribbean people. It's all this about this um, <laughs> wind rush thing. Because even... <laughs> 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 like, it, it sounds... <laughs> it sounds really... But Lorraine, the reason why his passport's taking so long to come through is because they said they need to check to see if his parents... Who... This is what's funny about this. Loren is mixed race. Okay. His mom's white. His dad is black. Yeah. His mom is white works. English. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it could be Arab. Could be something like that. You know, Turkish. You know, Turkish. Quick, something like that. I'm letting my stereotypes fly today. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> right, so his mom is white English. who was born in England. Yeah. His dad is black, um, English. His parents are from um, Antigua and somewhere else. Okay. But he was born. Both in, parents are born and they're still born in England. Loren was born in England. They're like, they have to do checks to see, you know, like immigration, rude, this and man. that, and all that kind of stuff. Then he's like, but he keeps saying, this is what he keeps saying. He goes, but I'm half white. My mom was born here. And my dad was born here, mm. but my mom is That's white. You get <laughs> Don't think that white privilege is going to save you now. Come on. you got to take it on the chin like the rest of us. I said, my mom is white. <laughs> white, not white, white English, born in England, but, but, you know, and they talk about they, they need to do, they need to do checks. They need to do this. They need to do that. They need, mm. they said to him, um, you need to send your mom's birth certificate. Wow. I think he's doing that. They said, oh, you, you're in for... <laughs> this is what annoyed him. They said, you're in. We think you have a claim for residency in England. He's like, wait, what? I ain't got a claim. You said you're in it to win it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> because so this whole Windrush thing is actually a joke, what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, yeah, immigration yeah. laws have it's, it's it's become yeah, very, very yeah. weird. And So if they don't, if they can't, if they've lost your records, what, suddenly yeah. you're not from this country? Yeah. yeah, to the point where it's, fe- it's affecting someone that's 17 years old. like yeah. Whose parents born- were both born in this country. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the man alone, man. It's a joke. No, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. But you know, so yeah, so he couldn't come because yeah. he passed what she Darren couldn't find his passport. Damon thought it was too last minute and um, it was just, it was just too last minute. He had to, would have to cancel a whole day. And, and I don't think he thought the money was going to be worth it. It's not, yeah, it's not like it wouldn't be worth the job, but to have to cancel the whole day mm. now, like it just wasn't worth the stress. But right. so I said to the man, you know what, call me. We said he'll come. I said, you know what, I'll be honest with you. He said, the budget isn't good. Like the, no, it's not like it's not good. The the money isn't the reason why I'm coming for it. Opportunity yeah. where you could get yeah. out of it possibly. Yeah. So, you know, so it wasn't even right. So no matter how much it was, whether it was a pound or a million pounds, doesn't really mm. matter. I said to be honest, it's a good opportunity. I think it's a good opportunity, and I think it's a good um, place to be. So you know, you know, thanks for inviting me. You know, I'll come down. So, you know, so me and Riaz went down. They got these two other barbers from London, who they contacted themselves, and um, 
it was just a good experience. It's just good to be out of out of London for one. Um, I think they put this. They they took us out there. Is it economy business economy or something like that? So you know, it wasn't a business class, but you know, it what's was, that like? So you get uh, like two armrests. So you get a bit. The, 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 the chair's a little bit more space yeah. I think, between you. <laughs> a little bit more leg room. <laughs> a little more leg room. Eurostar. Eurostar, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. They, they, so they so they treated us nice. They flew us out there. Not flew us out there. You know, they took us out there nice. Picked us up. Picked us up from the um train station Dope. yeah i went there and just it was, it was just it was just good to be there you know um virgil just kind of walking up and down just like casually mm. like you know um and there was this point when i said you know what i've got to say something to him you know i don't want to leave here and i haven't said anything to him but i said i can't say something stupid to him mm. yeah. like you know you got to really i got to think about what am i actually going to say to him you know just something which is actually the fact that so, you couldn't so give so him what a did you say then? <laughs> after that thought press, what did you say to him <laughs> well i said to him then i said to him I was like, hey Virgil, uh, yeah, I, I crossed his path at one time. I said, hey Virgil, I said, hey, you're right. He goes, and I think he's nodded or something. I can't remember what it was. I just said to him, before he could nod actually, I just said to him, you know what? Thank you for pushing our people forward. And he said, no, nah, we're both we're, me, we're both doing it together. I said, you know no, that, American that, guy? That, who, that Kanye Wyoming <laughs> love shit that yeah. they try to do. He goes, yeah, we're both doing it together. You know what I Like, I gotta say, you see these Americans, right? I gotta say, They've got these lines down. They know to say. He hit you with that Obama response. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it made me feel good because like you included us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like they know how to. They say got the gift thing. of the gab. They, they know. Try, listen, can I get some Louis bits? Back? <laughs> I like. Some, 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 some off white. <laughs> <laughs> something, please. You know, yeah. got, got to bring something back. Yeah, so it was good anyway. Yeah, got to meet him, met a few people. Um, got to walk on the catwalk as well. Yeah. You know, got to see them rehearsing mm. when they were walking up and down beforehand. Um just got to network cut hair just, it, was just, it, was just, it was just a good day out and you know they treat us well and treat us nice um, so in hindsight was it worth the journey then 100% yeah 100% did your um, what's the guy's name Riaz in your shop as well was he yeah you felt like it was worth 100%. the journey as well check, check the Instagram check my Instagram you'll see the different clips I put up from the day mm. like it was a fun day it was a good day yeah so you mentioned earlier that your obviously DNLs is moving but it's only moving next door yeah and you're going to be opening your own shop how soon will that be God willing the end of this month you gonna poach oh, wow. any barbers from DLs? No, 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 <laughs> no, because no, because my thing is, if I'm wanting to start my own start business fresh. separately, it's not, it's not about starting fresh. I would love to take the barbers from DLs. <laughs> like you know, I'd love to have the, like um, some of the barbers there, you know, um, to kind of like start off the because there's a great environment in DLs. Mm. So if I had even like at least one barber from DLs, then that means any barber that comes in now will kind of like cling on to the kind of banter me and that barber have, which we've already created from years yeah, ago yeah, from yeah. DNLs. But now I have to start that all over again. So um, no, I'm not taking any barbers with me. Because also my thing is, if I'm starting a business, right, what I want to do is start afresh. Not start afresh, but I don't want to dent another business to go start my business. Mm. Like if you've got a business plan, then maybe make your business plan be strong without having to kind of like take from this person, take from is that, that person. Because essentially like, like we live in like a capitalist society and yeah. like, Business is all about competition at the end of the day. But business is competition, but that's for me when things really get, you know, when you're in a place when you're having to start, you know, let's say going after the same clients. Mm. But I feel like- I'm not saying go outside their shop and start handing out flyers and that. No, but I feel like there's so many one barbers and there's so much clients. I even like, when I was even like starting this idea of doing a shop and stuff like that. No, I can't remember why I was doing something. I was applying for, I was doing a business plan. And okay. I did a census on the different areas and I didn't even yeah. realise how many you could say black, you know, African Caribbean people were in 
Islington, where Dianels is, to how many are in Hackney, to Camden, to Enfield, to you know, Tower Hamlets or whatever it is. And you start realising there's so many people out there who you can cut. There's so many clients that are out there. Yeah. There's enough that we don't need to fight and argue yeah. mm. and go after the same um, clients. Mm. But a lot of people just don't realise that. You know, so they fight, they think they, they feel like, oh, there's only 10 clients and we're all fighting over the same person. No, th there's enough. There's loads of barbershops in Holloway and DNLs is not suffering in the slightest. Mm. There's like one, two, three, in like, in the space of like 400 meters, from even less than that, in the space of maybe like two, 300, 200 meters, there is one, two, three, four, like five barbershops. Mm. And that's not including DNLs. Yeah. You know, and DNLs isn't struggling. And then mm. the other barbershops I'm seeing they're, they're packed and stuff like that. So people just need to realise you don't need to start f always fighting. They, they will come to a place in business where the market becomes saturated. Right. But I just feel like there are more clients than there are barbershops. Yeah. yeah. So every, focus on the clients and not the other barbershops. Because every barber, because every, say, every, um, every, let's go with men, because we're talking about men's barbering, every man wants a haircut. Mm. So let's just go with, I know it's not exactly the same, but let's go with half the population of your, not your city, half the population of your borough yeah. needs a haircut. That could be 20,000 people. Yeah. You know, are we saying that one barbershop can take that on? Of course. Two barbershops, yeah, yeah, three barbershops, yeah. four barbershops, five barbershops, six barbershops. There's, there's space for, for everyone. Mm. Not literally, everyone that's there now, there's space. There's space for people to open up shops. Everyone that's good at the end of the day. And, and here's the thing, focus on your well, craft. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because every barber, shop has you know the one that's not as gifted I feel like you've got someone's else. particular in mind right now <laughs> oh boy I've been to like a few barbershops in my time and there's yeah. always that one in a corner in the dark that you know has the empty seat so everyone's got to go through you had to go through at the start I'm sure you have to go through it just about how much how much you're willing to really work at your craft yeah mm. so I think it's really important and this is a really important thing to understand is how much are you willing to work on your craft because not everyone is naturally gifted. I was, to me, I'll be honest, I don't think I was naturally the most gifted barber mm. at all. Because to people like Damon is naturally, I think he's naturally Damon is a very gifted barber. Yeah. I think Darren, who works in the barbershop, naturally is a gifted barber. I think Loren naturally is actually a gifted barber. So I think like these three guys in particular are naturally more gifted than I am. I'm not getting into a thing of like who's better, who's not. But they naturally, I think they pick up the craft a lot easier mm. so for me to be on par you could say with these guys I have to work harder which means I might have to do two haircuts to them doing one haircuts mm. you know I might have to study it more I might have to put more work in but it's down to that individual being let's say me in this situation see am I willing to work to get there Messi and Ronaldo Messi you can see naturally is more gifted than Ronaldo but I can see that Ronaldo has worked hard to be as good as he is right so Ronaldo was willing to you know spend the extra half an hour, hour, two hours training every day mm. to get to that level. Doing more free kicks, so, spending more time in the gym, etc. All that stuff there. So my thing with people when it's kind of like you know um this person isn't good, it's you know it's not their fault, you know they're just not that good. You know what? This is just life. Work harder. Yeah. And you know like this is just there's no like kind of like it's not it's not school where they're gonna pat you on the back and say okay it's unfair and you know like, give, give me a cuddle. In life it's just kind of like if you're not as good as the rest of them, you know, don't wallow in your sorrow and stuff like that. Work harder. 
people have to work harder. They need to teach that more in schools because they'll just be like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> you know, you took part and that's all <laughs> that counts. Finished, bro. That, 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 um, that whole coach already started about like sports day, all the kids get medals now. I'm hearing, not that it's everywhere, but I'm oh, what, everyone gets a medal I'm now. more stories now. Yeah. Like a lot more schools where all the kids get medals or certificates. Bro, I remember when I was in secondary school. Nah, man. You lost. Yeah, that was bro. it. You come last. <laughs> I know, and I get it. And the thing is, I get what they're doing. I understand it's coming from a good place. It's not, the intention isn't, the intention isn't a bad yeah, thing. What they're trying to do. Bad, but what's in the long birthing, run, it's going to hurt what's us. It's going to help us. Yeah, what's it birthing? Like, I think it's a problem on that level because I think if you were preparing them for the world as it was, so if mm. in the real world, if there were no winners and no losers, it's a false reality, you know, the then I'd be like, you know what? Then you're right, you know, cool, that's yeah. what the world is like mm. in it. So don't like put them in this competitive mindset and when you go into the world, it's not even like that. They, they despise that. But if you're coming into a world which is competitive, then you need to prepare them. Maybe you need to work on the ways which you compare, which you prepare them for that. Of course, yeah. But I don't think removing competition, full stop, is the answer. Then they come out of secondary school or primary school and it's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I took part. Hey, I'm just trolling along. I'm part, I'm just, no, I'm just the, the first shock will be part. when they're trying to get um, into college now mm. and the preferred schools they can't get into because the grades aren't good enough. And they think, oh, mom, what's going on? Like, nah, it's because you weren't the best. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's right. Or, or like, not even just like being the best, like, you didn't first, first of all, work on yourself, be the best that you can be yeah. and then start competing against the person that is excelling in your class or your sport or whatever. Yeah. You know, so... Nah, man. Back not in the day, bro, it was well, harsh. Man. Back in the day, it was harsh. You not, lost. Yeah, not everyone can be the best. Like, it just also just like this whole thing. Not everyone can be the best. You just got to accept that there is competition out there, but not everybody can be the best. Mm. And it doesn't mean that when you call it, yours, you know, you need to go put your head in the sand because no, you're not the fastest, yeah. or you're not the smartest, mm. or you're not the best at maths or English or this and that. It's just like every, I, I believe that everybody has a talent. Yeah, I think some people just don't know what their talents. Oh, but I actually believe that everyone has the talent and what your talent might not be what your passion is. Mm. But whatever your passion is, I believe that you can work hard enough to become good at that thing as well. It just might mean that you have to put in more hours, more time, more effort to become good. That's true. Because I remember my mum's quite harsh, isn't it? So you know the struggle of like mm. um, wanting to play football. So you're playing Sunday league, but my mum's like in the church, in the church. So I've come home now. She's asked me, Oh, so how did it go? What was the score? And a bit of me wanted to lie, but I was like, mom, we lost like 5-1. <laughs> and the look she gave me was like, so you missed church. <laughs> <laughs> and you lost. <laughs> no problem. She didn't say nothing. Following week, we've lost again. She's quiet. The third week, I come back now, and she's like, listen, you better not tell me you've lost again, innit? But this time, we've won now. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like, come on, mum, 3-0 in that. <laughs> <laughs> I scored. It was like that. <laughs> did you score? No, I did score. <laughs> you know, we had, had, the, had the cherry on yeah. top. No, no, I, just... top. <laughs> I, was, I was prolific. I was a defender, innit? So mm. trust me, if I scored, everybody needs to know about it, innit? Because <laughs> I'm playing right back. You ain't, you ain't getting many goal scoring opportunities throughout the game. But even in that situation there, it was like, she wasn't trying to baby me. And it was like, listen, if you want to try and do this thing, whatever, you just got to... Mm. Grafting, but at the same time, it was because I wanted to do that. Don't get twisted. The chores, like they up the levels, like to go Saturday training for football, up early, like it was a school day, clean yeah. up the house. And I rate that. That's that is that for me is life. Because I think she wanted to see from me if I was really on it or not. Yeah, it wasn't more if I was really gonna make it or whatever. It was more like okay, cool. So you're bugging me, and let's say I wanted to get out of church. I just wanted to be like a young. I just wanted to enjoy football like my mates. Might mm. be that serious, but if you want to do that thing there's going to be some level of price you've got to pay Yeah, somewhere in it. Sacrifice, you know, you've got to make sacrifices in life and a lot of people don't really get it. Like, yeah. if you want to be, like I remember when I wanted to do, I wanted to do drama, like I wanted to do acting and I went to um, Sylvia Young 
but what the sacrifice that was is Sylvia Young took place at three o'clock in the, in the on a Saturday. I wasn't allowed out after school mm. during the week. Ah, okay. And on Sundays, church started at three o'clock. And I wasn't allowed that when it was dark. So really going home, I was I had to be home really about 6.30, kind of like seven o'clock. Stretch right? seven. So it meant that I'd finished Sylvia Young maybe at like five o'clock or something like that. And I'd get home, let's say about six, because Sylvia Young is near here actually. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere near here, near Abbey Road. Yeah, I, I, I live in a state right by Sylvia Young. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not there no more. Uh, Sylvia Young's not there yeah, no they, more. Well, they moved it, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, childhood memories. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I went to Sylvia Young. Still. For real? Yeah, on a Saturday. What, what time? Uh, it was early. Mum put me in there with my sister oh, early. I wish I had the early time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the early time. But the sacrifice was you're sacrificing playing out. Yeah. You know, do you want to do this active you thing? Be your friends you said all. you want to do it. Do you want to do it? Mm. Cool. Then you sacrifice that. And I feel like in life, we understand that there's sacrifice. You can't get everything which you want. You know, you, you want to be the best football player? Cool. You're going to have to work extra, extra time. Less time with your friends, mm. less time socializing, mm. more time, you know, more strain on your body. It's the sacrifices that come with it. So people need to understand that it's not like this world isn't catering to you and all your needs and what you actually want. Yeah. You know, the rules are already set there, you know, the, the way the life is already set there. So you need to kind of like almost kind of not bend to those to that, but understand that it's not going to change because you don't like it. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Man. That's the way I've been on for a while because it's like, I don't like the whole false realities. Like I understand, like you said earlier with DL, like the small example of sports and stuff, it comes from a good intention. Yeah. But for me, later on down the line, it's potentially going to hurt them or it's going to help them. And society isn't going to be like, okay, for you folks, because you are yeah. upset, we might change the rules a little bit. Yeah. It's unlikely. Maybe 100,000 people, maybe then, but right now, <laughs> ain't going to shift like the, that. I think the nature of man, and when I say man, I'm talking about like Human mankind, nature, yeah. humans, mm. like, you know, mankind, the nature of mankind. I think you we could uh, you couldn't even put yourself in that place where there was no competition. There was, I just think the nature of mankind wouldn't can't allow it. Mm. You know, you just look across and you see someone doing something. You feel so. Oh, I want to be better. I want to do that better. Even the response you get from being the best at something or being good at something that just kind of like that helps. You know, if you're a better singer and you're in the choir right now, you, you're gonna be like, we see at church every Sunday. <laughs> Auntie's trying to. <laughs> Give them the notes because last week they had her singing at the back. Yeah. <laughs> so now she's front row singing her heart out. And people start gravitating like, right, you, you can really sing, you know, this and that. And that, that attention right now, when I'm next to you and I'm seeing you get that attention, I might be like, boy, I wouldn't mind some of that attention. So yeah, yeah. let me go work Look on my vocals. Look at your friend, man like Nigel that was saying like, he should have been a barber. This time he's got a good job, you know. Life's treating him well, but he's like, oh, that would have been me. Like, yeah, be brave. man's doing no, his job like before, no one knows. I think, I think before, it, was, well. it was before the job. It was before the job. Nah, 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 I haven't heard him since he got this good job. I haven't heard him say he wants to be a barber or he okay. should have been a barber. <laughs> Man's nah. raking it in you. Yeah, I nah. realise who he is. <laughs> doing a job that no one knows, but he's doing it though. Yeah, I, I, I don't even get. I, I don't know what he does. Making <laughs> Nigel hella dodgy, but listen, how, how you get your money, Nigel? <laughs> <laughs> That's on you, bro. I hope, I hope it doesn't come up one day. He's just like this, this big cartel boss or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Get out of here, live. I want to say thank you for coming down once again. We had like a nice, good conversation, good back and forth. You enjoyed That's this. It's been it's been fun. Yeah, yeah, man. Been fun. Thanks for having me down. No problem at all. As always, a good honest conversation about anyone. Come on. Friendly reminder again: fifth of August, the yes. big day. We've got the live show. Early bird tickets are sold out. Yeah. Not so, fake sold out. They're really not. Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> Real sold. How much are the tickets? They're still ten pound tickets. Probably like four left. Can I get and seven? 
Mate, you threw me for a second, you know. The first batch were eight pounds, second batch were 10, and the last batch were 15. Yeah, so. so. There's like four of those left. So when this drops, if they ain't sold yet, I'd say go and get them whilst they're hot. Hey man, so get you booking. Tickets for fifteen pounds, but you'll give your boss seven pounds. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> He's hurt by that, you know. He's hurt. Your 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 that's a barber. That's not really a friend, but it's a barber as well. He's letting the side down. If he was on time and he was dealing with me properly, then you know the way this thing about it, you know my boys kill me about this because they give what like mm. the rate that should be the rate in it. But listen, that's my guy in it, you know. Sometimes in the shop, I give your son a little pound, two pound, go and get chicken and chips. So it balances out. <laughs> <laughs> you better balance it out. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I'm doing like, good work in the community. You're feeding your son, innit? So. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good work, innit? <laughs> but the 5th of August, please get your tickets. Yes. I want to say thank you to Slider for coming down once again. Thank you Let the people much. know where they can find you. Make them aware that you are actually a barber, not a shop. Not to you get your shop, you know. Yeah. So yeah, um, to find me on all social media platforms, including my website, everything YouTube, just type in slider cuts one word that is s-l-i-d-e-r-c-u-t-s and you'll find me on everything whether that is youtube twitter instagram facebook my website linkedin is it linkedin or linkedin 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 LinkedIn. you know i'm on it even i can't pronounce it properly i'm on it so yeah wonderful stuff right vans yeah man we here till next week guys thank you peace